Welcome to De-Stress Your Business, the podcast where we show you how to get incredible results in your business without constant stress. I'm Alexis Kingsbury, a serial entrepreneur and founder at Air Manual, and I'm joined by my co-founder and co-host, Paddy Mann. Good morning, Paddy. Good morning. Good morning. So on yesterday's episode, we looked at how regular team meetings can help you and your team to move faster with less stress. Today, we're going to uh, go a little bit deeper and talk about the ideal agenda for a really effective team meeting. So let's start off, uh, Paddy, with what led to the current uh, meeting agendas that we're using in, in our businesses, Air Manual and SpiderGap uh, today. You know, what, what, what caused us to even approach this and, and end up with the, uh, the agendas we've got? Cool. <laughs> Great question. And I guess it all starts with being at a point where we, <coughs> excuse me, where we had meetings which weren't working for us. And I think as I shared yesterday, it's partly we weren't having enough meetings. Uh, we didn't have the meetings in the diary. And partly we worried about putting more meetings in the diary because the meetings we were having, we weren't feeling confident that putting more meetings would lead to us as a team moving faster. We assumed assumed the opposite, which is that putting any more uh, interruptions in our day uh, would simply slow us down and be counterproductive. Um, I think it was about five years ago where we found uh, a few books actually about the same time. We were reading, there's a great book by Vern uh, oh, Harnish. Vern Harnish, yeah, um, uh, Scaling Up. And uh, 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 another book uh, by Gino Wickman called Traction. And they talk a lot about how to get your teams working well and mm -hmm. go deep on, on meetings and your meeting rhythm. So the kind of, they call meeting rhythm as in the series of meetings that you should be having over time, which feels a bit like a drumbeat when you have regular meetings at regular intervals. And they provided a structure. Um, and so we, we took the st structure from Traction for our executive meetings, and it was called the Level 10 Meeting. And it was a real starting point as to turning our meetings uh, into something really focused on tackling issues, which we've been talking a lot about this week, uh, and also brought a lot of other big uh, kind of tweaks to how we were doing meetings, which made a huge difference. There's a reason that they call it the level 10 meeting is because they're, they're talking about it being an incredible meeting that you can have for your exec team. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't just the, that, that, that that led to where we are now. We, we've also taken a lot of influence from uh, the way that we do development meetings, um, in our software development, we have been using agile uh, methodologies for a long time. We use an approach called Scrum, um, and that has a recurring meeting rhythm and also has some great bits which we've uh, lent on, uh, particularly something called a retrospective, which has been really useful. Um, and then over time, what we've discovered is that the, uh, the agile meetings that we have in development, the really good bits of that actually can work across all teams and the really good bits from the level 10 meetings that we're having exec could work across all teams and what we've come up with is, is almost a formula for a meeting structure that works really well in every uh in every meeting and I, i'm talking every meeting we're using it the same structure in sales marketing finance data security software development exec and it, it works a treat yeah i love that and uh, uh, it makes me think of 
previously to us implementing these this sort of kind of structure i remember that the frustration that we had and and the, the i guess the stress point was around that feeling of we have because it's not like we're having terrible meetings before we put in this agenda but i seem to remember it felt um like we we're doing a lot of planning and thinking and reflecting and not really getting time to do any doing and it felt uh, almost like we were going from meeting to meeting with more discussions and more plans and then getting to the following meeting and still feeling like we hadn't progressed some of those things or hadn't removed some of those blockers. And I think also we sometimes felt like we'd have a a meeting that at the time felt like, oh, yeah, well, we're having some good discussion. Like, you know, we're not short of things to talk about. But then on reflection, we'd come out of the meeting and go, why do we spend so much time talking about X? You know, the real real issue is Y and Z and we didn't even get onto those. And so I, I feel like that created a lot, lot of stress in the business for us and for the team where, you, yeah, you just feel like you're not making progress. You're spinning your wheels. You're coming up with plans, but with no time to uh, execute on them. Um, so, as you say, we, we ended up implementing a different, different approach. And yesterday in our previous uh, session, we talked about um, what team meetings you need in place and particularly two of them that we talked about uh, were the uh, the kind of weekly team meeting or you know uh, every two weeks um, but also the daily meeting so uh, what's the uh, how what's the agenda that you uh, that um, that you'd recommend people have and indeed you know that we essentially have in our meetings uh, what's the what's the ideal agenda for each of those meetings let's let's start off with the the team meeting which is normally either weekly or, or every two weeks Cool. I think that's a good place to, to start. Uh, over time, you're going to want your quarterly meetings, and it's good to have those longer term goals. But it's really the uh, the, the biweekly, weekly uh, or weekly meetings, which really keep the engine running and keep us focused uh, as we go through periods and learn more uh, about the, the objectives that we're trying to, to achieve. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you the very high level one, and then I'll take it a slightly lower level to kind of describe why each of those items are in there. So High level, uh, we'll have a check-in, which is maximum five minutes, wins uh, five minutes. And this is, uh, I should say, for a 19-minute meeting. Um, so check-in, maximum five minutes, wins five minutes, status updates, 10 minutes. And that's quite a big one, keeping it down to 10 minutes. Retrospective, 10 minutes. Agree new goals, 15 minutes. Tackle issues, 40 minutes. That's on almost half the meeting. And recap, five minutes. So yeah. let me... Let, break, break each of those down for us because in in uh i think uh, to start at a high level in terms of you know what does that tell us the first thing that stands out is um there's a lot of time spent on the tackling issues like as you say 40 minutes out of the uh out of the 90 um that's spent on tackling issues and in some meetings i think that we even aim for more like 60 in some in some cases like most of the time is spent there but let's <laughs> oddly enough let's start with those other areas because i think a lot of people struggle with you know, how am I going to make so much time for us to actually do the doing, you know, and solving issues? How do I reduce the amount of time that we spend on status updates and reflecting and agreeing new goals and so on? So uh, take us through each of those areas. What will be in it and, and how do you keep it so short? Cool. Okay, well, I'm going to start the, the check-in. And check-in's a funny one because essentially you, you're just being human. You're talking to the other people and just seeing if it's been a weekend how are you doing? Uh, what, what's been going on? Everyone okay? 
Um, and I think a lot of us will have experienced at some point a meeting where the check-in uh, is something that takes 30 to 55 minutes of a 60-minute meeting. Uh, I have a particular uh, client in the history where th this was almost inevitable. And it, uh, if we were there, we, we would... Uh, take take actions uh, but we certainly saw that that could be the case when he was having his own team meetings it would be a lot of social conversation so the the opposite is you think wait a minute we don't need that social conversation that could happen at the water cooler whatever so why do you even have a check-in i'll say actually it's important because people can be coming into that meeting from a range of situations they might be really stressed about a phone call that they've just had. There's some kind of grenade that they need to share, and that could be a work one, or it could be a situation from home. And let's say they've had a rough weekend and the kids are sick and they are stressed to the eyeballs. They just need a moment where they can share it and you can acknowledge it and go, okay, I need to behave appropriately given that scenario. I might even need to take it down as an issue to talk about how we can support you as a team. Now, we've seen this work and be really important in our meetings. I'll, I'll, I'll just back it up because there's a, an, another great book called The Billion Dollar Coach, and it's about a guy called Bill Campbell, and he was supporting the execs at Google and Apple and most of the other big Silicon Valley players. And one of the this is one of the changes he introduced is he found that they would come in on Monday, and these are, you know, these are adrenaline-fueled, crazy execs in, in Silicon Valley and they just wanted to go flying. They've probably been working Sunday night. They're just ready to go. And he actually realized this was damaging because they forgot to be human with each other and to acknowledge the, the bigger picture and, and stress that they might be bringing in. And so he introduced it and well, they, they discovered it, it worked and it changed the whole meeting because it calmed people down and it got them into a better frame of mind for the rest of the meeting. So it's important. It shouldn't be more than five minutes. If you get to the end of the five minutes and you're still talking at socials, then someone should just chip in and just get you started on the rest of the meeting. But it is important to have a check-in. Yeah, love that. And uh, it's probably a good point which to say, if your team are struggling with this sort of thing and particularly keeping to time, um, start with a timer. Over time with practice, you do get better at this and, and the, the team become a bit more self-managing and more likely to say, oh, you know, we're coming up for five minutes, let's move on. In fact, in our team meetings, I've noticed that people start to go quiet and stop contributing in a particular segment or meeting when because they know the end is coming. And uh, which is really powerful. You can kind of just sense like everyone's like, okay, and we're done. Um, <laughs> uh, but initially, I think for a lot of teams, starting off with some kind of a literal alarm or timer that means that there's an, some kind of auditory yeah. prompt that people can move on is really powerful. So that's the that's the check in, and I think that's fantastic. And it's worth highlighting that. I mean, we've previously discussed how does it you know does it really need to be five minutes? Can it be less than that? And I think sometimes it it it, it can and is less. But I think you're right that the key is making sure that it's not taking more, but also that you have got some time in there. Otherwise, if you just jump straight into the meeting all the time, uh, that can be pretty exhausting, relentless and miss out on those points. So then after that check in, then we, uh, we'd normally move straight on to wins. Right. And um, uh, we typically spend five minutes on, on that. What's the what's the purpose of wins? What are you expecting to what, what do we normally expect to be in there? Well, so what we're doing is we, we, we call it wins. We are celebrating wins. We're getting everyone on the team to share the things that have been uh, 
really positive and we can take pride in from the previous period. So that might be the previous week, the previous two weeks actually serves quite a few different purposes. Uh, first of all, it gets you thinking about the good things that have happened. And it's so easy to come into a, a meeting thinking about the fact that you've just missed your goals or stressed about an issue that you need to get resolved. And you forget about the accomplishments that you've had. And what I've always kind of been coaching my team to do is even when it feels like you've done nothing because you feels like you've made no progress, that's almost never ever the case because you've been spending your time doing something and, and something else has come up and, and blocked you and taken up your time. But that thing that came up and, and, and has taken up your time needed to be addressed. So you have to acknowledge that uh, if you're a developer that this big, bad, unforeseen bug came up and the win is you've tackled it. And that bug would have come up regardless and you've now tackled it and can move on. Uh, with uh, the sales team, we often get that they're frustrated that they haven't moved um, progress on some of the uh, improvements that they were going to make to the processes. And then you look back and go, but why did that happen? Because you were completely full of calls for the whole period. And that's you want to celebrate that and go, you know what, you've, you've spent your time on the right things. Let's celebrate that as a team. And that reminder, that chance to reflect, it's really good for the team. It's really good for putting the meeting in a positive frame of mind. It's really good for everyone's mental health because some people really struggle to acknowledge that they are doing positive things when they just look at the previous two weeks that they feel like they're stalling. And it's actually a, a secondary benefit is it's a moment to start collaborating and have a collaborative session on the call. So it's very easy to start a lot of calls, but with a lot of telling and sharing uh, from the from the leadership. And instead, from the get go, we're getting everyone involved in sharing. Um, now, I'd say actually here, we've got an advantage that we work remotely. So what we do is we, we have a shared document, and everyone just brain dumps it out. And I'm expecting to see at least one win from everyone. And frankly, three, four, five or more wins um, from everyone. Early on, you might need to give a bit of coaching and help anyone that doesn't get at least one win out. But once they've got the hangout out of it, it's a it's a great way to start every call. Yeah, agreed. And it's, it's interesting. I, I've often seen that initially at that point that you make around they may need some coaching like initially i've seen team members think oh you know everyone else has got such amazing wins and so they hold back from sharing um and often it just requires that encouragement to to say actually the you know all the wins are relative to what you're doing and you look at other people's wins and go oh that's amazing but then when you share your wins even if they're you know sometimes that we we can sometimes refer to like geeky wins where it's like oh you know i was working on this bit of code or this spreadsheet or whatever it was and i finally got it working or something like people love that people love the fact that you're sharing like achievements that you've had and what you've been working on that otherwise they wouldn't get visibility of and so i think it is really important to to encourage everyone to be sharing those wins and i've got um we, you know we've we've got a a uh, a business coach and, and mentor who's actually um, then later become a client uh, in Dan Bradbury, where I remember learning from him that he essentially starts every meeting with positive focus, which is you know, a similar thing, right? It's, it's not just about celebrating achievements, but also getting people's head around and focusing on the positive. Because often in team meetings and things, you've, there's so much of it is going to be around what didn't go as well as you'd like and what could be improved and what do we need to do next rather than taking that, that moment so uh, and getting in a positive frame of mind. So I absolutely love that. So 
after wins uh, with uh, spending five minutes on that so in total now 10 minutes into a 90 minute team meeting we next go on to status updates and this is what i think this one of the trickiest that people find to to keep down to 10 minutes so what would you expect to be in status updates and how do people keep it down to 10 minutes <laughs> Uh, good questions. So status updates, we want to get everyone on the team in sync with, with where we're at. And there's basically two places where we'd be looking. One is looking at the goals that we set out uh, previously. Uh, and actually, we, we're setting goals both on a uh, two week, so for a biweekly uh, period or weekly period, and also look at the longer term goals, the course, quarterly goals. And so we're just going through each of those goals. And what we're not doing is having uh, a long discussion about each of them or a presentation about everything we've done. The key piece of information, and this was a, uh, a gem that came out of traction, is just to say, is it on track or off track? Now, if people have uh, just a, a question to check their understanding of where it's at, then, then that's fine. You can chuck in a quick question. If they've got a bigger concern about it, then that becomes an issue that can be talked about later. What you don't want to do is start derailing this section by getting deep on, oh, we're off in this goal. Let's let's work out why that is. Why? Well, firstly, all the other sections of the meeting are going to get squashed and you're going to run out of time before you've set your goals uh, and, and everyone's going to hate that. Also, it means that you are immediately deciding that this one thing, which happens to be the last thing that came out of your mouth, is the most important thing and uses up all the time. As we'll come on to later, what having uh, what what works better is to wait till the end, have a se section which is focused on issues, and then you can prioritize it and go. Now we've got the full picture, not just the last thing that came out of my mouth. Is it still the most important thing to to really spend time on and talk about? And that that that's huge. So you've got you got your goals, uh, and I said both from uh, the, the the week and from the quarter, and just getting a quick status update on that. That'll take a few minutes. And then uh, we also have dashboards, so team dashboards. And those are where we look at all the metrics, which um, essentially they give us a red flag if anything's off. So in marketing, we want to see whether the number of demos has uh, stayed where we expect it or whether it's gone massively down, which means it should be an issue for later, or massively up, which means it may still be an issue for later because we want to know why. Um, in development, we want to keep an eye on how much time, whether... <laughs> Actually, a metric we, uh, we, we do in development is how many three-hour periods of time are the engineers getting to focus on engineering? Because uh, if they are not uh, protecting their time and getting those moments done, we know that it hurts everything else. And so we have different metrics at the different teams, uh, no more than 20. Uh, it needs to be the top ones and not a, uh, you know, a 500 metric uh, dashboard and we're using the you know just conditional formatting in in excel to highlight when things are are off where we'd expect them to be and then it becomes an issue so as a result we're reviewing goals reviewing the dashboard stopping discussions yes clarifying questions okay but issues go down to the issue section for later in the meeting yeah i love that and i think uh, one other thing to highlight is that when we talk about the dashboard Often, as, as, as you've outlined, like KPIs tend to be a focus there, but also we'd be reviewing our process dashboard there, right? Like, uh, which uh, we'll cover more in detail on a, a separate episode at some point, I'm sure. But essentially is a list of here's are the processes, particularly recurring tasks 
that need to be done on a regular basis, whether it's daily, weekly, fortnightly, monthly, quarterly, annually, whatever, when it was last done, when it's therefore next due, and therefore allows us to quickly identify what are the things that aren't getting done. And it makes it really easy for us to see, okay, here's maybe a whole raft of stuff relating to, I don't know, maybe in the finance team, maybe it's relating to banking because the person who's responsible for banking has been on holiday or um, has got uh, got snowed under. And so uh, that allows us to say, okay, you know, uh, well, instead and still drop it down as an issue, not then immediately go into it, but instead capture, okay, we've got these particular processes or this area of responsibility. It looks like uh, we're, we're overdue on some of those actions so that you can kind of pick that up. Because um, I think that's uh, that's an area that a lot of businesses struggle with is, you know, even if they've got the KPIs, which to some extent is often measuring the outcome of what you're doing. Uh, sometimes it's having that clarity of, are we doing the input of what we're doing on a regular enough basis? You know, are we, yeah. are we getting our you know, podcast episodes released and published and promoted? Are we, uh, you know, uh, following, uh, chasing payments of customers to make sure that our cash flow is good, all those sorts of good yeah. stuff that needs to be happening on a regular basis, but is difficult for a team to immediately know what's going on and, and so we, on. We so, call it our process dashboard, but you could also think of, of it as basically being it flags dropped balls. So yeah. uh, particularly important in ones with a lot of uh, teams with a lot of recurring processes. Uh, so finance uh, is a classic data security marketing because you've got lots of socials and so on that you need to be happening. And if they stop, then you, you want you want to find out that the ball's being dropped early rather than see it, the impact of it. Uh, a few weeks down the line uh, and so that's that's been something really valuable uh that we yeah we have our process dashboard and then our kind of more lagging indicators uh showing KPIs, yeah. KPIs. fantastic so yeah so we've covered status updates so 10 minutes really quickly on track off track drop balls drop the drop down some issues uh, to discuss next it's then the retrospective for 10 minutes what will be in there so the retrospective is a concept that we take out of um, out of Scrum, uh, the software development agile methodology, and it's a time to reflect as a team on where there are opportunities to to improve. And there's a few ways you can run it, but we we tend to ask a few questions, uh, actually four questions. So are we happy with progress? So get everyone just to share, you know, regardless of whether or not you've hit the goals or not, do we feel happy with the progress that we made over the last two weeks? Or did it really feel like we stalled? Or are we ecstatic with the progress we made, even though we, we missed the goals because of some of the great things that, that happened? How could we have made a bigger impact? So where are the opportunities to, to, to nail it even more? Uh, what's risking our future plans? So for the goals that we're looking forward to try and achieve, what's going to knock us by the wayside? And where are tools and processes slowing us down? And we're doing this as a collaborative session before we get into issues because it's uh when we get into issues it, it, it's all the things that have already been identified and raised by people either before the meeting or in the meeting but this is the kind of time where we take a, a kind of a group muscle and go come on let's really challenge ourselves to go a step deeper and think is there any ways that we could be improved and sometimes it's obvious sometimes you go yeah you know what these podcasts are, uh, are not working or whatever and you, you 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 dive deep on that and sometimes it's it's not what you really want to do is really encourage everyone on the team to take part because it's often the uh, offhand comments from more junior team members uh, which lead to the biggest discussions and, and best outcomes from this section again 
we've, we've got 10 minutes. You, you could easily blow this up into two hours. You've got to keep it down to 10 minutes. So there may be some things which you go, that's a great idea. We'll just go and just do it. You don't need any more discussion. But for the ones where you go, you know what, we've uncovered something here which does need more discussion and we haven't got time in the retrospective, then that goes down as an issue and you can then prioritize it later in the call uh, against all, all the other issues. Fantastic. Love that. Yeah. And I think that's been really powerful for us to, uh, as you say, dip into those things that are holding us back. So once we've done that, so uh, to, to recap, we've done the check-in, we've done the wins, we've done the status updates, we've done that retrospective. Uh, next, we'd agree new goals, and that would take about 15 minutes. What kind of level would you expect to be achieving goals at, uh, uh, setting those goals at, um, uh, so that it kind of only takes 15 minutes? And over what period would you expect that to be done? Cool. I'd say that as the facilitator, this can be one of the more challenging parts of the call um, because you are essentially setting out the the focus for your team for the next two weeks. You want to make sure that it lands. As, uh, as a team lead, this is the one section that I would put more time into preparing for um, up front. And I often uh, basically have a draft copy of what I think the goals should probably be as a starting point for for conversation in terms of the format there's there's different ways you can do it if you're um in a software team you might be like prioritizing these stories uh, in order and then saying okay we expect uh, stories being uh, essentially development outputs of of improvements that they're making um the format that we we tend to use and actually we now use in all of our teams including software development is OKRs. So OKRs, they're objectives and key results. You identify high level objectives that you want to achieve and just a few of them. Uh, we normally have between three and five and then three to five key results for each one that, that reflect that it's being done. So a uh, an objective for us um, might be that we need to launch the podcast and some of the key results might be setting that up on uh, on a podcast publishing platform, making sure that we are uh, doing all the work we need to do with our friends, family and so on to promote it, that we've engaged influencers and so on and so forth. And so we're looking just for the few key objectives that the team as a whole can kind of rally around and go, yes, those are the things which are important and will drive us towards our longer term goals. Um, so we'll be heavily influenced by what we're trying to get done over the, the three month period and what those goals are. And then the key results uh, that reflect that. Uh, I think a lot of people, uh, uh, companies are now using OKRs uh, at the kind of the three month intervals for teams. And so yeah, our, our experience is actually you, you can do exactly the same for the two week period, you've just got a smaller set of goals. And it's really useful because then when you're in your uh, working during the week, you don't have to constantly think about the three month goals, which are kind of really big meaty things uh, and kind of, kind of hard to measure your progress against. Instead, you just have to measure your progress against what you said you'd do over the two week period. And when you come to the next meeting, you'll get to reset those goals uh, based on on where you are now. Yeah, I really like that. And I, I've found that sometimes in team meeting it is it's as simple as taking what were the quarterly goals and what are the small steps that we're going to be taking towards those uh, over the next couple of weeks and uh, just agreeing where you're prioritizing and putting that laser focus. So I think, uh, yeah, it's um, uh, really a time well spent um, getting everyone aligned on where you're making that progress. 
Um, after agreeing the, the new goals, which you said uh, should take about 15 minutes, we've then got essentially 45 minutes left of the total meeting, 40 minutes of which we're, uh, we would tend to use for tackling issues. I suspect that it's probably worth us using a separate episode for us to dive deep on how you would go about tackling issues, how you'd uh, do the root cause analysis and all that kind of stuff. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, we, and we've talked a bit about before in previous episodes about um, the importance of having some way of managing and, and solving issues. Is there anything else that we should cover right now before we kind of move on to, to the end of that meeting and, uh, and so on? No, I think, so at a high level, for, particularly for people that haven't listened to some of the earlier episodes, what we are doing here is we've got an issue list. It is uh, a, a long, plenty, normally for us, a very long list of issues. Some of them have been raised before the meeting. So we tried to have a shared document that both people in the team and outside the team can add issues to. And some of which will have been raised during the meeting as you've gone through each of those sections. The first thing that we do when we're tackling issues is to prioritize them. And oh, I, this is one bit, again, as a facilitator that, that I have to do, it's not hard, but yeah. I do have to stop team members, even the ones that are doing this uh, day in, day out, from prioritizing the first one and starting talking. You've got to get the first few prioritized and make sure everyone on the team is happy with the prioritization because uh, unless you've raised every single issue yourself, you do not know the context of all of the different issues and you need the team to go to have that chance to go, actually, I think this one needs to come higher. Once you've got the top few, you work through them and sometimes you'll get to fully fix an issue. Sometimes you'll identify that something um, needs to be a, a goal and you might go back and tweak your goals. Sometimes you'll have a, 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 a small next step to um, to take it forward. So you, perhaps you've got a development bug and it, we're just going to try and diagnose it and we're going to time box it. But you agree the next action that's going to happen um, so that over time your issues get permanently fixed. Sometimes in that section, even though it's 40 minutes, you may only cover one or two issues. And as long as you've prioritized them and agreed as a team that you were focused on the most important issues, that's not just fine. That is excellent. That's how it's meant to be yeah. um, because that's how the biggest issues get fixed. Fantastic. Love that. And then once, once you spent 45 minutes, uh, 40 minutes on uh, tackling the issues and you've got five minutes left of the meeting, we'd recommend uh, a quick recap. So again, another great opportunity for using some kind of timer to remind you so that you don't plow into the end of the meeting tackling issues. What would you, uh, uh, at a high level, what would you expect to be in that recap? So the, the, the main reason that we do the recap is just to pull people out of that, that kind of deep mindset where they're stuck in the issues and just remind them of all the great things that have happened in in the meeting and over the last few uh, weeks. So, we would uh, I would reshare the wins, remind people as they're about to leave the meeting of all the really positive stuff, so that they can go off and make a cup of tea with a smile on their face, uh, and re remember that positive feeling that they had at the start. Um, then I would share. Then I would share the goals. So be focused on wins, uh, goals. Um, because we want to remind the team what we're, you know, get them amped up about the things we're going to get done for the next two weeks. And if there were any next other next steps, um, then I, I would recap them as well. Often we don't have next steps that are either kind of embedded in issues and everyone understands that, or they're embedded in, in goals. So the main thing is, is definitely celebrating the wins for a second time and getting people pumped about the new goals. 
Fantastic. Love that. Thanks, uh, Paddy, for going through that. I think um, given the, the amount of time we've got left, I think it's probably worth us just touching at a very high level how that would how that same approach or a similar approach would then be applied for a daily meeting, um, which uh, essentially is kind of a cut down version of it. Right. We'd, we'd sort of um, uh, uh, encourage people to make sure that they you know, really start on time and uh, because it's got to be a lot shorter. Typically, how long would you expect on the meeting and what, what would you expect to be in the, in, a, in the daily meeting with the team? So, yeah, as, as we shared yesterday, uh, having a daily or every other day meeting is hugely important for most teams because it stops, uh, it gives you that moment to talk about issues that otherwise would have to wait two weeks. And if you've got a goal of something you need to achieve in that two weeks, then waiting to the next meeting to have a discussion doesn't work. And so otherwise, if you don't have this meeting, you're going to have emails and slacks that derail the team. So the way that we use this meeting, it's the same structure, uh, but we, we don't have a retrospective and we don't agree new goals. We've got the goals that we set from the bi-weekly call. What we do do, one, start on time. Really important. You got a 15-minute meeting. It doesn't work to start five, 10 minutes late. Uh, make sure that everyone arrives. Check-in, still important, but you're typically going to cut it off after, after a minute. It's a really quick one just to check in, make every, sure everyone's okay. And if you identify that someone isn't 100%, then that can be raised as an issue or it can be picked up separately. Um, so this is, this is a quick one. Status updates, this time it's going to be maximum five minutes. And it's just going through, now we don't need to look at the quarterly goals, we'll just look at the goals for the two-week or one-week period. And just, again, a on-track or off-track and if anyone has any concerns about that status, then it goes down as an issue. That gives you 10 minutes, and it should be 10 minutes every day to actually fix, uh, tackle uh, a few of the top priority uh, issues. And this will typically be things that are removing blockers from people uh, otherwise uh, being blocked from achieving their, their goals. Fantastic. Love it. Now, we could go in uh, into a lot more detail here. And uh, I think this is an area that people can get a lot of value out of when they apply into their business. But sometimes it's tricky, A, to know exactly how to do it, and B, then to, to actually implement it. Um, so what resources would you recommend that people can use to, to increase their likelihood of success? Cool. Well, I recommend a couple. The, the first is the book Traction by Gino Wickman. Uh, it's a fantastic book for putting a lot more structure into your into your business. It covers uh, a range of areas, including meeting and processes and issues and other bits. But the bits on, on meeting, it does go into detail on how to run a quarterly, uh, a weekly, uh, and so on. And it gives you uh, sample agendas. So if you really want to go in depth on this, then it's a great resource. On top of that, uh, a, a quicker way of doing it is actually we've created a couple of templates. Um, so we've taken the, the structure of our uh, bi-weekly meetings and our daily meetings. Uh, we've created them as templates which would guide you through the, the parts of the agenda. Uh, as our, our templates in the Air Manual support, the best practices best practices that I've shared today are actually uh, large, largely embedded into those uh, checklists. So you can find the links to those templates in the into the show notes of uh, the podcast, if you're listening to the podcast, or as a comment uh, with the LinkedIn Live if you're watching there. 
Yeah, I love that. And uh, I think it's worth highlighting that um, because we shared them as examples in, in Air Manual, they are interactive checklists that you can literally tick off and follow with the team live in the, in the session uh, to make sure that you uh, uh, cover the agenda in the right way and that you're, you're keeping it to time and so on. Uh, particularly if you combine that with some kind of timer, uh, you'd be in really, really good shape. So that's fantastic. And thank you. Uh, thank you for sharing those, Paddy. So Fantastic. Well, we've covered a lot in terms of how to have a really effective team meeting. We've covered team meetings and daily meetings and the agenda and how you spend your time and so on. Uh, and as a uh, as regular listeners will know, we run a uh, very regular, normally weekly webinar uh, in which we cover um, essentially provide a, a bit of a wider approach to all of this, bringing together a lot of what you've heard in some of these episodes so that ultimately that you can free up uh, 15 plus hours per week of your time and remove the constant stress of running a business without slowing down growth. And we cover in that, we'll cover, we cover a variety of things, including, for example, the process dashboard, what that is, how to apply it in your business and so on. Um, so uh, you can find out more and register for that webinar at www.airmanual.co forward slash webinar. And uh, uh, otherwise, uh, uh, it's uh, yeah, a great session and please do reach out for, for more feedback and so on. Uh, a final note for our uh, podcast listeners uh, and indeed those on LinkedIn Live, you know, we're, we're, this is still new for us. We need your help. Um, we, if you found the content valuable today, uh, then please take a minute to uh, leave a review or add a comment or reshare it with, with your uh, network. Uh, we'd really, really appreciate that. That'll help us uh, to get the podcast more visibility and ultimately help more people. We'd really, really appreciate that. So, so please do that. Otherwise, until next time, have fun. Have fun.